Welcome to the Beretta Brothers. We are a podcast and a vodcast. You can listen or watch the episode. Just go to theberettabrothers.com. That's B-A-R-R-E-T-T-A brothers.com. Please subscribe, rate us. And we'd love to hear your comments. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Welcome to Muppet Mini. Louise Gold remembers Jim, Jerry, Carol, Richard, John, and Jane. I'm Gene Beretta. Today, Bill's visiting friends at Spawn Ranch. On this episode, I'm joined by Louise Gold, an actress and singer who has performed on stage in shows like Fiddler on the Roof, Assassins, and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. On screen, her credits include Strike Back, Black Adder, Coronation Street, and Hello, Hello! Fans of this podcast will be most familiar with her work for the Jim Henson Company, The Muppets, Sesame Street, and The Dark Crystal, performing such characters as Annie Sue, Fenella, Mean Mama, Gorman Skeksis, and Maudra Argot. She's with me today because she has some wonderful stories to tell. Unlike the long-form interviews we usually do on our show, these mini-episodes give our guests the chance to share one favorite memory about each of these very special people. Hello, Louise. Hello, Jean. Lovely to see you and speak with you. Lovely to see you too. Louise Gold, what can you tell me about Richard Hunt? Richard Hunt, one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, He, I went on some amazing holidays with him. We traveled to Venice via Switzerland on the train and via Verona, where uh, we stood on Juliet's balcony. I think I stood on the balcony and he he took a picture of me. And uh, we had an amazing, amazing holiday and went to Florence and to the Uffizi. We went all over uh, Siena. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just beautiful, and Richard nagged me the whole time because I never did. He, I l- one of Richard's things was you had to do it his way. If you were on holiday, we also went uh, a family holiday uh, to Hawaii with all his family, and we never did it right. Uh, we went on a long drive to. We were on Maui, and we went on a long drive to a waterfall. And along the way, we would go, oh, can we get off and look here? No, this isn't the right waterfall. You have to stay. You have to do it. But we'd really like to get it. No, there's a better one. You have to go to the better one. It was wonderfully infuriating going on holiday with Richard because you had to do it his way. And as a lot of the time he was paying for most of it, he Ah. kind of felt... That was kind of the deal. Yeah, that's why he paid for it all, so he could he could control. Kind it. of, yeah, kind of, yeah, control. But he was wonderful, generous, um, so so glorious to spend time with. You know, we would go out to dinner a lot in London, and he would always tell everyone. I'd be a bit shy and didn't want people to know we worked for the Muppets, but he wanted to spread the joy, and he knew people would love Mm -hmm. uh, the Muppets. And he would make friends. He had so many friends from disparate places that he'd met, and we went and stayed with people in England that he'd met on a train or something. Oh, wow. And we'd end up going to stay with them 
and the, the people we went to stay with in Switzerland on our trip, we stopped off in Switzerland and stayed with people. I don't know where he'd met them, but he would just pick up people and he was so open and would just talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, uh, I never got to know him, unfortunately. Yeah. He was he was a one-off, <laughs> but he was a, he was did want to control things, and okay. um, that was that was the price she paid. But <laughs> but it was worth it, you know. Small he was price. a wonderful, yeah. It was a small price, and he was a wonderful, wonderful, you know, a very good friend. And and he was the person who took me under his wing when I got the job at Muppets, and I was. 20 and hadn't got a clue and it was a bit sink or swim and Richard always kept an eye out for me and helped me and would whisper in my ear and you know be my champion but Richard you know I it, just before the pandemic I went out there was a celebration for his mother who died um just recently and I went out and was part of that and so you know Richard's he was always horrible to me and said, you're like my sister. And so he felt he had to be like my brother and be bossy and annoying. And <laughs> But I was welcomed into his family. And okay. as I say, I still, you know, I went out to stay with them all for the celebration of his mother. They were there all over, but with the celebration was in... Oh, I'm going to get the name wrong because I can't remember anything. The Elmwood Players, which is... Oh, oh I was there. I stayed there. But it's the theatre where his mother, you know, she directed, she played leading oh. parts. She was the absolute oh. leading light of this theatre. So the celebration was in this theatre. Oh, okay. How oh, nice. That was absolutely lovely. Louise Gold, what can you tell me about Carol Spinney? I loved Carol Spinney. I didn't know Carol as well as I knew the others. But when I went on to Sesame Street, and I'd been there when um, Richard was alive. I'd visited Richard. But when I worked on it, Richard had just died. And Carol was so welcoming, so wonderfully kind, generous. And he gave me... he. He was a wonderful artist, and he'd drawn mm. a T-shirt with all Richard's characters ah. uh, as a sort of memorial, which was beautiful. So I got one of those T-shirts. Ah. And he was just fantastic. And to see him in Big Bird, this huge costume, which he wore, you know, he was doing Big Bird till he was very old inside the costume yeah. without ever complaining, roller skating, just these crazy things he did. And he was, as I say, I didn't know him very well, but he was so generous, so kind. And again, the Muppet family, you know, I love Sesame Street. Again, when I went over there just before the pandemic, I went to see everyone at Sesame Street. And it's like my family, even though, you know, these are people that I haven't seen very much over the years, but we are so connected, yeah. and that is partly through Jim. We are all connected, and we all share this family thing. It is an incredible thing to be part of, yeah. and and I feel very lucky to still be part of that. And um, I got the link for Carol's 
funeral. So I, I was there, mm-hmm. although I was in England and, and saw that. And it was beautiful. And I feel very lucky to have worked, very privileged to have worked with Carol, even briefly. Yeah, yeah. I know I've, Fran and I talked about his generosity and mm-hmm. drawings and things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. very much so. Yeah. Well, Louise Gold, what can you tell me about Jerry Nelson? I love Jerry Nelson. Jerry and I did a lot of duets together on The Muppet Show, and it was one of my favorite things. I I can't believe how lucky I was. You know, when you're young, you I was always, oh, well, I want to be an actress. I, you know, I am doing these puppets. But I will, we were singing with the Jack Parnell who was one of the great conductors and his full orchestra. Now when we do stuff with the puppets, often it's all done on a computer. There is no orchestra. There is no musicians. It's all put together digitally. But we were lucky enough. We sang with this incredible, incredible orchestra who did all this fantastic stuff. And my most favourite thing was Jerry and I would often do duets and I just adored him. I loved working with him. Um, He was such a lovely, lovely gentleman. And when we were first working together, it was very difficult for him because his daughter was ill and she came over and was spending time. She had cystic fibrosis and he was going through that in the Muppet Show, and it was really hard, I think, for him. And and she would spend some time over here, and he would go back there. But he knew she was dying, and so I think that was a huge weight on him. Yeah. Throughout that time. Sorry, do you think it helped at least give him some distraction from that pain and stress to have to be busy? Sometimes that helps. Yes, I think it was a mixed thing. You know, he was over here and away from her. But as I say, she came over and she has a little part in uh, the Muppet Muppet Caper, I think. One, one of the, the either, I think it's Muppet Caper. She has a little bit in, she appears in. And she was an absolutely beautiful, beautiful girl, Christine. And um, so... Yeah, I I think because I know Jerry, when he came over, he he was slightly less involved in the Muppet show than he might have been because of Christine, I think. And so there was a sort of frustration that he wasn't one of the leading characters. But his contribution in his characters was so phenomenal. And... the thing that is so magical about the team that was the Muppet Show originally, Dave, Frank, Jim, Richard and Jerry, was the flavours. They all brought such different right. flavours. And Jerry had a sort of laid back, his musicality, his sensibility, his, his slightly... Signature, his signature voice, especially when he was yeah. singing. Yeah. 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 So, so the flavour he brought to it and some of his musical numbers ones i did with him but some of his solos were just new york state of mind i remember him doing that just beautiful and halfway up the stairs you know and and watching that just 
beautiful. And, you know, all the Muppet performers are not puppeteers. They are puppeteers, but they are performers. They are so much more. They're not just puppeteers. They are great actors. Mm-hmm. With They happen to do it through a puppet, but their vocal skills and their heart. The thing that makes the Muppet so special is the heart because all those performers bring their love and their souls into their characters. And mm. that is the special thing. Right. Louise Gold, what can you tell me about Jane Henson? Jane Henson was so, well, <laughs> well, they were all so kind and generous. Everyone was so kind and generous. <laughs> Jane, but they were, you know, everyone, I was a little bit older than her children, but not much. And Jane would come over and visit and come onto the set and was like a lovely mummy. She was gorgeous. And Jim would always be buying her presents, these amazing works of art dresses, I remember, that were not dresses as you would know it. They they were like tapestries, these Uh incredible creations that I remember her wearing. And I, she was just glorious. And another holiday, these amazing holidays I went on, when we finished Dark Crystal, Lou Grade gave Jim a week on his uh, yacht, the Cardigray. Uh-huh. And I went on it and Jane went on it and um, Jim's secretary went on it and her boyfriend. And we had this incredible week touring around the south of France uh, and, you know, everyone just having a wonderful time. The crew on the boat loved it because they usually had Lou Grade and people, rather stuffy business people. And we were doing things like the water skiing and enjoying it and involving the crew who were all lovely and young. But I think they were just used to rather stuffy people. But but, so I just have such happy memories of of Jane as just a warm you know that I think anyone you talk to about the Henson family well maybe not anyone but most people you know it's a family it was a family business it's always felt like that mm. and because I was younger as well Jim felt like a father and Jane felt like a a lovely mother figure yeah, you know, we when we were talking to when Billy and I were talking to Dave mm. and Frank, we mm. were we were playing give one word answers to these names, mm. and we brought up Jane and Frank said mother. Yeah, so it's yeah. consistent with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Louise Gold, Louise Gold, do you have a story about John Henson? While we're on that, I love Johnny. You know what was so lovely? I hadn't seen Johnny. He was always around the studios. And Richard, Richard and Johnny got on well because Johnny was the kind of slightly wild child. And Richard loved Johnny. And he was a glorious, glorious boy. And I hadn't seen him for years. And then at Jerry's memorial, I went out in 2013, was it? And I saw Johnny... And I hadn't seen him for such a long time. And he was telling me a story about a mutual friend that Jerry and he had that they did not, this friend didn't know that they knew each other because neither of them talked about the Muppets. Mm. 
Wow. They have these other lives. So they only found out. I, I think maybe when Jerry died, he found out that oh. they had this mutual friend because they just didn't go into that side of, of their life. So I was, I just felt so lucky that I saw John before mm. he died. Yeah. And he was still, you know, this beautiful, beautiful. You know, I remember because he had a car crash when he was younger and smashed his nose up. Oh, really? And he was such oh. a beautiful boy. Yeah, yeah. When he was when he was twenty one or something, he had a, a car mm. crash. You know, um, you reminded me of a, a quick memory I'll share about him when I, when I was over there visiting from up at Treasure Island. Mm. He was he had some free time and he took me. Uh, he said, "Come on, let's go." And we went up mm. and walked around the rafters of this stage. And it was so cool just watching the whole production happen below us and the huge ship below us. Mm. It's a really special mm. memory. Louise Gold, uh, what can you tell us about Jim Henson? You know, when I think of Jim, I think of laughing. Mm -hmm. I, I remember one time in the studio, Jim had this thing at one point he started wearing Liberty Print shirts. Now, Liberty's is a very famous English store, and Liberty Print is a floral print. So they have the, the design, sort of design. So he, he got into Liberty Print shirts, which is sort of flowery prints. And then he would wear a Liberty Print tie. And this was on the studio floor where it was pretty dirty and, you know, right. Frank wore um, khaki. He had a khaki uniform, but Jim wore these Liberty prints. And then Amy Van Gilder, who was one of the puppet builders, brilliant, wonderful, wonderful Amy, who uh, she made him some plimsolls. Uh, do you call them plimsolls, tackies? I don't, I don't know. G gym shoes. Oh, oh, like gym shoes. Yeah, gym shoes. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. And she cut out fabric and stuck it on, flowery fabric, to match <laughs> his shirt. And then her final thing was she made a pair of, like, harem pants of flowery material mm -hmm. and stripped Jim of his trousers, put these flowery trousers on in the studio. <laughs> and, you know, how many bosses would you do that to? But Jim loved jokes. He he laughed and he was one of us, you know. Yeah. And when I joined, you know, I was very, I was 20 and sort of a big deal, but it never felt like that. And I worked, you know, I would be Jim's right hand in Link and Rolf and various characters. So, you know, you were sitting on the floor under the set for hours together and you were part of the team. And Jim was always part of the team. He was always there leading from the front. And and this thing of laughter and being involved in it. Well, another time, yes, he was doing, he was a guest on some show in Germany, in Wiesbaden. And he asked if I'd come and do his right hand. I can't remember what character if it was Kermit, maybe it was Kermit's hand. And we flew out and Lisa came with us and we, got a helicopter from Elstree to Luton Airport, and then we got a small plane to Wiesbaden. Duncan Kenworthy was with us as well. Mm. And we went wandering. The night before we were doing the show, we went wandering, and Jim said, oh, let's go to a discotheque. 
And I I kind of thought, I haven't got anything to wear. Right, we're going to buy you something to wear, whatever you want. <laughs> and I, I felt really embarrassed. And anyway, I got some T-shirt with, it was very tacky in a market or something, with a, like it had a tiger. This was fabric, not real, yeah. but a tiger, a little tail down the back. So we could go out to the disco. But it was, and then we went and had dinner in after, I think it must have been after we'd done the show, in this amazing restaurant with silver terrines. I remember the waiters coming and bringing these, our food and lifting the terrines all at the same time. And I'd never been out to dinner. I'd been to the Wimpy Bar, you know, the English McDonald's. This was so beyond anything I'd ever done. But it never felt, in England, that would be very posh and people would all be very um, snotty and snobby about it. But Jim's was like, I'm having the best time ever and we're all going to share it. Why yeah. wouldn't I? I'm living the perfect life. I'm doing my job that I love. Yeah. I'm, I've got money. It's only fun if I share it with the people I'm working with. Yeah. So it, it was such a generosity of, you know, his gift of, of love and generosity of the show and his enjoyment of the show. And he had this Kermit Green, um, uh, was it a Lamborghini? I don't know cars, but it's, you know, a fancy car that the, the headlights went, zzz, they went up and they would always break and one would, and the first time he drove it into the studios, the exhaust got caught on one of the ramps and because it was so low. Uh -huh. um, but But his joy, you know, he he didn't squirrel his his gifts away. It was sharing yeah. it, sharing his gifts with the world and with the people he worked with. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, Louise, thank you so much. I love hearing these stories. These are stories you just don't hear, and uh, I appreciate you coming on and sharing them with us. They make me happy to share the stories because I remember these amazing things. I feel I feel so lucky to, yeah, you know the people I have worked with and, and yeah. I'm sure they feel the same about you too. Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again. And this has been fun. And big Thanks. hugs and kisses. And scene. Thanks for listening. We're a podcast and a vodcast. You can listen or watch the episode. Just go to thebarettabrothers.com. That's B-A-R-R-E-T-T-A brothers.com. Please subscribe, rate us. And we'd love to hear your comments. Thank you.